friends. Um, it is Ash Wednesday, and we are gathering today. Um, and usually when we gather for Ash Wednesday, it's based around two metaphors or stories. The first being that Genesis story where we are created from dust or ashes, um, or the Hebrew word better probably is ground, the very ground. Um, and then the other story is because Ash Wednesday starts the 40 days leading up to Lent, the other story for Ash Wednesday that we often um, share with each other is the story of Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. Um, and so that's where we're going to start today. So I'm going to read with you from Matthew about Jesus's time in the wilderness and listen now for a word from God. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put your Lord, the God, to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it's written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. So it's not a light matter that as we start this season of Lent, these 40 days in the wilderness that are often used as a time for penance and reflection um, that we have many conflicts playing out with heavy casualties across the world. Ukraine, Somalia, um, Nigeria, Ethiopia, Gaza. And as I reflect on this level of conflict, I wonder what a hungry, isolated, vulnerable Jesus felt after 40 days in the wilderness when the tempter came to taunt him. And my guess is that he struggled with all the feelings we feel when we are threatened, under siege, vulnerable, hungry, and willing to wage a war. If we think of the devil less as like a boogeyman and more as a reflection of our own struggles to do good in the world, then this story most certainly means that in a tight place, a vulnerable place, a place where fear does its most deadly work, Jesus, who was hungry and alone, had these war-starting conflicts raging inside himself. In his conversation with the temptations, we see that Jesus struggled with greed to take whatever food or sustenance he could find, even if it didn't belong to him. He struggled with hopelessness to such a capacity he might fling himself off a building to his death. Jesus struggled with the enticing thoughts of exchanging his moral compass for the false safety and security of owning the world, of owning other people's land, of being a colonizer. Because given the right circumstances, we all do. Given 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, we all would. And so we have Ukraine. And so we have Gaza. And so we have the Mexican drug cartel, which also qualifies now because of its number of deaths as a conflict of war proportions. And so we have billions of dollars in weapons leaving our shores to make war in places we think might benefit us. 
Ash Wednesday, the day we reflect on Jesus's own struggles with being made of ash and dirt, we also reflect on our own. We reflect on how the devil, or our own fearful thoughts, would convince us that if we do not carve out decadent abundance for ourselves, the only logical conclusion is that we will starve. Or how our fearful thoughts would convince us that the situations of conflict around us are so hopeless hopeless that we might as well walk off the top of a building, which for us might mean numbing our pain through alcohol or pills or busyness or cynicism or silence. We reflect on how our own fearful thoughts would convince us that amassing large amounts of power is worth sacrificing God's call to serve others and worship only the God of love. Fearful thoughts are powerful thoughts, and Jesus' temptations are familiar to us. And yet today, we also remember that Jesus does not start a war in himself or with the world when he is flooded by these temptations. He doesn't start a war. The dirt he is made of instead becomes soil for growing different kinds of thoughts and actions in the world. In the face of his first temptation, he recalls that the abundant love of God in the world is enough to feed us all. In the face of his second temptation, Jesus is confident that God's soil with which we are made is so rich, we do not need to test whether love is enough or will save us. We don't need to fill our heads with the devil's what-ifs, but rather keep the strongest narrative in our head and hearts as this. God need not be tested, but trusted to show up. And often, I wager, our showing up is God's way of showing up. In the face of his third temptation, Jesus reminds us that when the opportunity to to exert power over others presents itself, when the world lays at our feet, we ground ourselves in our true calling to live in the commonwealth of God and serve in love, not send weapons in fear. The wilderness need not break you. It did not break Jesus. But it brought a level of clarity for Jesus that then determined how he lived his life and how he participated in the world through humility and healing and love. May these 40 days give you that clarity also. So that when you are faced with war, internal, external, you are confident in the alternative power of peace. When faced with hunger, You are aware of God's abundance that feeds us all. When faced with how you can use your own power, I hope we reflect in the next 40 days seriously about how Jesus laid that power down. Because we are made of dirt, we are made of ash. That is how God's good things grow. And in the wilderness, even amidst doubts and temptations, Jesus shows us how fruitful that can be. It can produce paracyclists who deliver aid throughout Gaza on their bikes. It can produce a a drop in tribalism when people are asked to practice compassion-based exercises for just two weeks. It can be a Super Bowl, no matter how complicated that whole thing is, but it can be a Super Bowl that was 100% solar-powered this year. From the ashes and the soil come the potential for God's good work. So may we all spend the next 40 days discerning what that might mean for us. Amen.